It's time for a Shway Media Podcast. Tonight, Rudy Giuliani goes full 1984 and says truth isn't truth. An American-made bomb killed children in Yemen. Omarosa may actually be the person to save us all. And literally hundreds of other crazy-ass things happened while we were gone. Will we get to all of them this season? Probably not. Should you tune in anyways and listen? Absolutely. All this and more tonight on America the Podcast. back. Hello, America. It's America, the podcast. So, are you still running for Senate? Oh, yes, but uh, I haven't been campaigning much lately. I've been uh, doing research on my own. Oh, what kind of research? Well, it mostly involves binge-watching Star Trek on the Netflix. I'm currently on Next Generation. Hashtag Picard is my captain. How the hell is that political research for a Senate campaign? Well, I'm trying to document proof that socialism is a dirty lie and could never ever work. But Star Trek is about how it does work. It's basically a socialist utopia in space. Well, potato tomato. I've told you a thousand times that is not a phrase. Says you. <sighs> Whatever. Are we rolling? Yes, we are always rolling. Perfection! Hello, America! My name is Thebadias A. Starred, a.k.a. the Bastard, embodiment of and only hope for America, here to welcome you to Season 3 of America, the podcast! A show where I berate you with my most important words about America and the issues affecting it today. Now, while I've been gone running against Ted Cruz as a write-in candidate for Senate, lots of things have happened. So, I guess we should probably dive right back in, shall we? Sounds good to me. Hmm. Apathetic and lazy as ever, I see. Well, no matter. If you, the red, white, and blue-blooded American people, are familiar with my greatest of shows, America! The Podcast! As well as my video series, The Very Important Messages, you might be familiar with Rapid Fire News. Which is what I'm going to do for you today. Because again, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of gajillions of things happened in the, what, four months that we were gone? Jesus. I mean, it just, it just can't stop. It's, it's almost like, it's like a TV show. Has anybody ever compared it to that? I think a couple people have, yes. Hmm, I don't know about that. I'm pretty sure I'm the first. No matter, let's get to the news. First up... Paul Manafort was convicted of eight counts of fraud. He originally had been charged with 18, but 10 were a mistrial due to one single outlying juror. And you know what they say about those single outlying jurors? They're either being bribed or blackmailed. And as a lobbyist, I would know this, because I've done it several times to many jurors. For Paul Manafort, actually. Lots of money in juror threatening. I probably should not have said that. Next. During Paul Manafort's trial, the prosecution used his very expensive jackets, such as a $15,000 ostrich jacket and a very terrible-looking Veneta jacket for $27,000 as proof that he was accepting money from foreign nationals. And you know what they say. If it dresses like a gangster and for sure smells like a gangster, it's probably Paul Manafort taking money from the Russians. Next. Former personal lawyer to President Trump Michael Cohen implicated said president in several crimes. 
And while he didn't mention Donald Trump by name, he did state that he had kept several damaging documents defining the Donald as disingenuous. Do you like that? From reaching the public eye during the 2016 presidential election. And that he did this, quote, in coordination and at the direction of a candidate for federal office. If I didn't know any better, I'd say that Donald Trump probably didn't pay up on some of his bills to Michael Cohen. That or Michael just doesn't want to be the fall guy for Joseph Stalin to, uh, electric boogaloo, I guess. Um, Trump is basically Stalin. Next. It turns out Stormy Daniels has competition. Her lawyer and fame enthusiast Michael Avenatti revealed that Donald Trump paid hush money to three more women, including another Playboy model by the name of Karen McDougal. And the most fascinating part about this entire thing is not that an elderly man who eats cheeseburgers for breakfast, lunch, and dinner has the stamina to have sex with multiple porn stars, but that that many women are into men with corkscrew penises. Next. It turns out that Rudy Giuliani does not know when to shut up when he goes on national television. He recently went on the fake news media and decided to get in touch with his inner Orwell and state that truth isn't truth. And to that I say, Rudy... Jesus Christ, if I didn't love your daily cosplay as old fat Nosferatu, I would have you committed, because Lord knows I have enough on you. Next. Immigrant family separation is still in full swing. As recently as the past week, it was revealed that the Trump administration wants to keep kids detained indefinitely, regardless of the reports of sexual misconduct with minors, kids being kept blindfolded, tied to chairs, and in solitary confinement. And to that I say... Wake the hell up, people. We have concentration camps where kids are being caged in America in 2018, most likely in your state. Next. It turns out that former presidential advisor and former reality show contestant, Omarosa Manigault Newman, has been going on a tape-releasing spree, including a tape where Eric Trump's wife, Laura Trump, offered her a job on the Trump campaign to keep quiet about all the nastiness inside the Trump administration. And to James Comey, I say, lordy, there were tapes. I mean, come on. We all could have guessed that Omarosa was recording everybody, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that was just a no-brainer. Next. And last but not least, but certainly unnecessary, President Trump ordered the creation of the Space Force. Because in his words, space is a war-fighting domain. And to that I say... Well, he's not wrong. I mean, the war with the Golgax has been going on for, oh, what, 40, 50 years now? I mean, we just weren't ready to tell the public yet, you know? What? Are you... What? What do you mean, what? We've been fighting a war with aliens for... Did you say 50 years? Oh, uh, yes, of course. I mean, we it's been off and on. Uh, the Golgax have been attacking, but uh, ever since we signed that treaty with the Mooninians, you know, the people that live on the dark side of the moon... Um, we've been able to fend them off for the most part. Uh, they leave a crop circle now and again and turn a bunch of frogs gay, you know, every few years. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Is this something you weren't supposed to tell everybody? I mean, we're not recording this, right? We are always recording, Feb. Well, hmm. Well, I guess the Illuminati will just erase everybody's minds again like they always do once they listen to this, so... Wait, they're gonna do what? No matter. Anyways, um, I guess that's it for Rapid Fire News. Uh, we'll be right back uh, with more America the Podcast after these messages. What the fuck? You can't go to commercial right after revealing aliens or real- It's America the Podcast! 
Hey everyone, this is Tim from Shui Media and I am here to tell you about our 2018-2019 roster of shows. As usual, Brews and the Boys is back again with Michael Sizemore and Tom Ryle, giving you an in-depth discussion every single week about America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. And speaking of America, the most American show in America, America, the podcast, is back again for season three with host Thebadias A. Stard, the embodiment of and only hope for America, here to make sense of America every two weeks by yelling his important words directly into your ear holes. Next up, the Schwegcast is back again with more discussions in songwriting and the music industry with the schweeziest of the schweezy, Sam Schwegler. And now, on to our new Schweg shows. This fall, we have Dubterfuge with Pod Team Epic, hosted by Stella Luna and Matt Voss, two passionate weebs talking about their favorite animes and everything new in the world of dubs. Then, in 2019, we have Space Adventure, hosted by a guy who goes by Luke. You see, Luke came to us a few months back claiming that he had found a flight recorder of sorts containing several years worth of audio. But the thing is, he claims that that audio is of a crew of a spaceship from 500 years in the future. Now, we can't confirm the authenticity of these recordings, which is why we need your help. So, when winter 2019 rolls around, be sure to check out the premiere of Space Adventure. We want to thank each and every one of you who tune in every single week and make Shway Media happen. If you haven't already, maybe subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes because it goes a long way in helping our placement. And don't forget to visit shwaymedia.com, that's S-H-W-A-Y-M-E-D-I-A.com for more info, updates, and a new show every week. And now, back to the show. And we are back. Next up is a new segment we call... So let me get this straight. Today's subject, Colin Kaepernick's Nike ad and the self-described patriots burning their dope-ass Nike shoes. So let me get this straight. All of you patriots out there who think it's okay to burn your shoes just because Nike decided to make a statement. You think it's okay to burn your shoes? Hmm, alright. You also claim to love veterans and the homeless as... Most likely, I'm going to assume all of you conservatives out there are the Christian type, uh, at least you claim, you're burning your shoes while a homeless man, and most likely a homeless veteran, considering there are thousands of them, is sleeping probably two miles from your house. So you think it's okay to burn your shoes rather than go give them to, say, a homeless person? Or do you just lack the self-reflection to do something? Hmm? Let me think. Is it you were just wanting to get Twitter followers by posting your video of your shoes burning or shooting it with your AK-47 or for some reason, cutting your Nike socks? Let me just also say, it is better just to throw those socks away because you've already cut the elastic band around those socks to cut that Nike swoosh off. So, double on you. But I guess you weren't planning on wearing them again anyways. What I'm still trying to get straight is why when somebody at the direction of a army veteran decides to kneel to protest police brutality and says over and over it is not to protest the flag, that you still decide after three years it is still necessary to burn the next thing that decides to not support your thing. Especially when it just becomes to the American flag. Keep in mind I am the embodiment of America, and if somebody wants to kneel during the national anthem, which let's be honest is not that great of a song, I would have preferred something by Chumbawamba. When somebody kneels at that, I... 
That's their form of protest. This is what this country is founded on, and if you believe in the Constitution in any way, just like your god Antonin Scalia, then you should be okay with Mr. Kaepernick taking a knee, or any other athlete. Hmm, I wonder though. Could it possibly be because he's black? Because if another white player had done it, say, oh, Tim Tebow, while he was praying during the national anthem, took a knee, didn't bother to stand, he was kneeling for something that he believed in. You didn't have many words to say about that. But no. No, this can't be about race. No, not at all. What could it possibly be about? Hmm. Could you also be protesting that Nike is a bad company? Hmm. I don't know. They seem okay to me. I mean, aside from the time they used child labor all those years, and then were found out about it. Um, child labor, if you did not know, is uh, slavery. Legal slavery, where they pay children low, low wages in other countries, and uh, terrible working conditions, where it's hot, people want to die, some do die. Um, that's child labor. Nike used that. And you didn't seem to mind then. But no. Somebody disrespects the magical song and the big wavy flag. And you lose your absolute shit and burn your shoes. Hmm. Sounds very patriotic. Sounds very human. Sounds very Christian. I also sound very sarcastic if you cannot tell. So to the patriots I say, get your priorities in order. And maybe go give your shoes to a homeless guy. And to the liberals I say that are all of a sudden so gung-ho about Nike. Did you hear my aforementioned part about child slavery? Maybe think about that before you go all pro-Nike on everybody. And lastly, about Colin Kaepernick himself. Sacrificing everything as his Nike ad says. While I do support and agree with everything he stands for, please remember people, there are plenty out there who have sacrificed a lot more than a gigantic football career with a massive payout and that did not walk away with a gigantic Nike check. I don't mean the, the check on the shirt, I mean a fiscal check. Not like the publisher's clearinghouse thing. It's a normal size check, I assume. It's most likely a bank wire to his personal account. Um, I'm not really sure how that works. My money is mostly in uh, the Caribbean. Um, that's neither here nor there. So, now that we've straightened everything out, remember, Republicans, because it is only Republicans doing this, if Nike makes you mad, give your shoes to a homeless person. And liberals, if you're going to be pro-worker, maybe don't be pro-company that used child labor for several years. And to those who sacrifice everything on a daily basis to make their communities a better place, know this. You were not forgotten, and we salute you. And if you would ever like to come on our show to talk about your experiences, please, America needs to know your story. So reach out to us in the link in the description. This has been You Can't Be Serious. And we'll be right back with our interview with Shui Media Business Manager Alana Matos, who's talking about why not following the news can be better for your brain. I will not be doing this interview because I will be, uh, belly fighting Steve Bannon. What the hell? Is this really what we're going with this week? It tracked well on the focus group. Well, that's stupid. Next! It's America, the podcast! And we are back. 
With me today is Shui Media Business Manager, Alana Matos. Thank you for coming back on the show again. It is my pleasure. Um, so yeah, today we are discussing the news, politics, and really how draining that they can be. And is it okay to admit that it's draining or is it okay um, to be fully invested? Either one. Um, Alana here um, does not invest in politics um, as much as say me or Theb or uh, likely most of you listening out there um, and tries to steer clear of the news um, because it can be overwhelming. Um, so how up to date are you on the political atmosphere in our fair country right now? Uh, I mean, I think I'm uh, as up to date as any person who is still interested in politics, but, you know, isn't devoting every second of their lives to it right is. you would not um, classify yourself as an activist i take it i mean i one thing that i learned when i got out of my bubble of politics is that there are a lot of people out there who don't follow politics or talk about politics at all mm-hmm. and i'm i am not one of those people it still interests me you know i was still a a political science major. I still love politics, but you know, if we think back to before Trump, people did not follow politics the way that they do now. You know, if you think back to yourself during, you know, Obama or really even during Bush, you did not follow politics the way that, you know, it's now almost an obsessive thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't think it's fair to say that I I it's definitely not fair to say that I'm not interested in it. I've just tried to take a step back from where I was during the election. And now I follow the news, you know, listen to NPR, get, you know, certain updates on my phone from certain outlets. Um, I hear a lot from you. I watch some of my favorite late night, you know, um, shows or at least clips of them to keep me updated on different things. And that's kind of enough for me. Mm-hmm. It's like there's a joke I heard a while ago. I don't remember where, but it's like you shouldn't know the press secretary's name. Like nobody remembers like, I mean, a few people probably do, but Obama or Bush's or Clinton's press secretaries, like, you know, these people. Right. Because of that's just how involved and televised, like TV sitcom almost. Right. It seems like it's gotten more and more to the point where we're now... You know, of course, there's the whole thing with the 24-hour news cycle and where they have to always be breaking some kind of news. And so most of the time they're just talking about things that are, you know, not factual or not confirmed. They're just most of the time when you turn on the news, they're saying, you know, things like, what do you think? What could happen? They're, you know, just filling space with the possibility, not Mm -hmm. actual news yeah just talking heads speculation yeah so you know and and during the election i definitely got into that and i think it was because you know trump is he's um so different from anything that we ever saw and i think honestly that we fell prey to you know watching a train wreck i mean Mm -hmm. you know 
like there's a reason why reality television does so well people it gives into everyone's kind of baser instincts and it's it really is like watching a train wreck and so beneficial that it's a reality star (laughs) that we're watching right and so you know i think during the election we were all like oh my god what no no way (laughs) what's gonna happen next like right it was like what's he gonna say next what and all of us kind of none of us took it seriously right we all thought like what's he gonna say next god this guy and then you know he won and it was like oh wait this isn't funny anymore and then it just started getting really stressful and upsetting and so i think you know taking a step back to engaging with politics more in the way that we did before trump is okay Mm -hmm. right so to answer your question yes i keep up with politics (laughs) but not in the way that i did during the election. <laughs> right. Uh, do you feel like you're ever mi- like uh, missing out, like FOMO or like out of the loop? No, ever? no. Like I said, most people, like when I really stopped to think about the people I work with, most of them actually, you know, don't follow politics that closely or mm-hmm. really want to talk about politics. So in that sense, I don't really feel like I am. You know, when it comes to sometimes you'll tell me things, uh, you're like, oh, my God, did you hear? And I didn't, but really that's okay because I feel like every day there's something new and there's something different Mm -hmm. and he contradicts himself and he decides this or that. And so it's not, you know, I feel like I, I, I hear the important things, the, um, the things that actually matter. Like Paul Manafort getting indicted like eight or nine or 72 times or whatever it is. Right. Like like, that kind of thing. Right. Like that kind of thing comes through as an alert, you know, Mm -hmm. like as a, uh, a news alert on my phone or I'll hear about it during the news recap on NPR. But mm-hmm. other than that, I'm really not missing out on anything other than, you know, anxiety inducing speculation. Right. And with anxiety inducing speculation, what did like what was your reaction? Like this was, I guess, the biggest thing that happened while we were off the air over the summer that uh, we um, reopened concentration camps in this country and America was added to the list of countries that has them. uh, And we were, you know, prisoning imprisoning children. And it's now I I think it's getting resolved because, again, like you said, there's so much going on that we can't. Yeah, I mean, it's still happening. You know, it's definitely still happening. It's not resolved. I mean, my reaction was the same as everyone else's. It was, you know, disbelief and disgust Mm -hmm. and embarrassment. And um, yeah, I mean, there's really feel hopeless. And it's like like, is that maybe a reason why you disconnect from politics? Because like in reality, we can protest, we can march, we can write letters or call we want, but it's clearly not making that much of a difference. It is on some local level. I mean, it's the thing is, just because you're turning off some of these politics doesn't mean that you should disengage completely. Like, Mm -hmm. you should still vote. You should still go out and do your part. You know, even if it is just voting, that's still a really important thing for you to do. More than most people do. Yeah, I mean, it's okay to turn off this constant news stream, but, you know, you should still be engaged in... Um, do your part when it comes to voting. And I mean, I, t- I feel hopeless for a lot of, in a lot of ways for a lot of reasons with the world and the country and stories that I hear. Um, but, you know, and that's part of why I think it's kind of useless for me to listen to some of the stuff that's going on because, you know, none of it is... Yeah, because you can't do anything about it. Yeah, so I don't feel like I can do much about it and I don't feel like anything really makes me feel hopeful so why listen to all of it Mm -hmm. do you think that there's some people that would say that 
disengaging and not that um, you are specifically disengaged because I mean you've gone to protests as much as you know your jobs allow some people have the luxury not I don't want to call it a luxury but a the ability and passion to be able to go out to every rally every protest um, but to disengage can be considered a form of white privilege like uh, do you like because we know a lot of people that like you just said at your own job uh, your day job that they don't engage like yeah. is what, what do you think of that i mean i don't think it's that simple I, I i think that yes there are definitely people whose lives have been unaffected by trump and so they are fine and so they don't care and they mm-hmm. don't listen and so our lives haven't been affected by any of this i mean uh, personally i don't think mine has uh, other than my stress level Right. Well, and people that we know, we've definitely had friends and people in the community who we know have been affected, Mm -hmm. have, you know, been around raids or have been questioned by police or, you know, you hear, I mean, I, I personally have not been directly affected, but I know that my parents who are immigrants and who have accents and, you know, they've had definitely a heightened level of stress and anxiety about it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't think that, I think there are people who definitely, it is you know, a privilege that they're able to not care. But I think that for a lot of other people, you know, there's more to life in in some ways than politics. And a lot of people are dealing with other things, you mm-hmm. know, health issues, um, financial issues. A lot of people feel like they don't have the time or the energy to put into politics. Um, they're just trying to survive day to day, get through their lives, take care of their kids, feed their kids. And that's okay. I think if you're coming from a place of, you know, if you have the the best intentions and you're coming from a place of compassion, then what you're doing is okay. You don't Mm -hmm. have to be, you know, constantly listening to the news to be a good citizen. Right. Right. Yeah. Especially the local news. Local news can be some of the worst and most stressful. I mean, here in Austin, we what somebody gets murdered or found dead every single day, like one person versus, you know, other places. Yeah. I mean, Austin has it easy. Yeah. So that local news can just stress you out even more. It's like my wonder is if, you know, how many people actually are disengaged? I mean, clearly 100 million people didn't vote in the election. So it's clearly like what what is the way to get people to maybe engage or at least just to be somewhat aware because i mean i've talked to people that know absolutely nothing just know that oh yeah that reality show guy's president and that's the extent of their knowledge of anything going on which is kind of baffling to yeah to you because you're so in it but even then they're like even if you don't have news alerts it's hard to escape like um we have a mutual friend that knows nothing about what's going on and i find that fascinating too i mean um like you said what wait i forgot (laughs) what was your question (laughs) no just um i actually don't remember the question um it's just well no more of um i was gonna say oh how do you get people to vote yeah yeah like how do you get people oh yeah how do you get people to engage there we go i was just still fascinated by the fact that somebody doesn't know anything to me it's a hundred percent education from the start like 
our education system is terrible. We don't talk about politics in an interesting or engaging way. Mm-hmm. We are we teach history and American politics in a terrible way. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my whole civics class was an open book course in high school. He said, "Just here's your answers, here's your test." Like, yeah, I, like, I mean, I we don't we don't anything. we don't teach people to be engaged by politics. If anything, when you take a government class in high school, it's boring. Yeah, like. Taught by a coach, probably, who's just there because he has to teach a class. And that's where it has to start. That It has to start at a young age and in in our education system. And you can't... And, obviously, then there's, you know, making it easier to register to vote, making it easier to vote. There are states... You know, Mm -hmm. we forget here in Texas, there's early voting. We have, like, two weeks or something where we can go and vote outside of election day there are places mm-hmm. that don't offer that there are places where you literally can only vote on election day even in ohio just it was ohio or some other backwards ass state uh offense well, don't intended in, don't uh, insult a whole state well their government that they elected because they didn't go out and vote um it just purged um whichever state this was and i'm sure it's been multiples 300,000 voter registrations mm. they they wiped it like you aren't registered to vote anymore so these people probably either don't know that they their voting uh, their uh, voter registration was just taken away, or and yeah. they have to go back and re-register. States, so even if they do want to go vote, they can't. States do that kind of shady crap all the time. Routinely not targeting letting people, black folk and uh, yeah. any person of color, really, or so, poor people in general. I think it's twofold. You've got the people who um, can vote and have the ability to vote easily, who are not educated enough or engaged enough, or you know aren't taught that this actually matters. And then you have the people who want to vote who are being kept from voting Mm -hmm. so this is part of what makes me hopeless is that i feel like there's a lot of areas where we're failing right well that's a bleak note to leave it on but at the same time we need a little bleakness because we all need to wake up and realize that you need to go vote and maybe be a little bit more engaged no don't let it control your life don't dwell on the news. Don't, you know, turn off your news alerts sometimes. Don't get your news from Facebook, but stay aware of what's going on. My message would be that if you find that the news is causing you anxiety or is just generally stressing you out, leading you to drink or doing anything where you are not able to relax and think about something else, then don't read it. You don't need to, you know, what like we during the election we were watching nothing but politics we were Mm -hmm. watching every show we were watching you know listening to it non-stop all the time Mm -hmm. every car drive i mean it doesn't have to be at that level and it's okay to back off a little bit just do your part so that you know who's running in your area locally and vote and that's you know if that's all you can do if that's all that your mental health will allow you to do that's enough mm-hmm. there's a great website um that i heard about on uh, pod save america that john legend put together called uh oh uh, you can just google this phrase but um know your da or know your district attorney because that is the one person in wherever you are that makes the most difference as far as your laws as far as everything goes yeah don't stress over it because knowing that Brett Kavanaugh will for sure be, you know, put on the Supreme Court, there's nothing you can do. So there's not any reason, and all of you out there know who you are to sit there and stress about it. So take a load off, turn your phone off for a week. There will be plenty of shit to talk about when you get back. 
And uh, until then, make sure your friends are registered to vote. And um, we'll see you in two weeks, everybody. America, as hard as you can. And uh, go vote. Did I say go vote? Hey, should they go vote? Yeah, definitely register and go vote. And uh, tell your friends to vote. Have a conversation this week that's not about politics. Oh, yeah, do that too. Okay. Bye, everybody. Love you. Bye. It's America, the podcast.